0: Welcome to Saltivation. The Saltivation Show is a podcast series featuring the leading voices in salt, where we talk about the issues and strategies to help you make sense of state and local tax. Hi, everybody. It's Judy and Stacy at Saltivation. We're here today to uh, talk to you about some things that we're seeing in po- the post wayfair world and particularly around post wayfair enforcement and just some other things that we want to bring to taxpayers' attention. So with that,
1: Judy... Tell us about what you're seeing with post-enforcement. Yeah, what we're starting to see is those people that chose to register late. So of course you're on the radar. You filed, you started filing returns. So we're 1920, but they should have registered at 18 because Wayfair was enacted as of July 1 of 2018. So you have this lag time between you actually registered and a period of time you might have needed to register, but you chose to register on a date forward instead of going back. What we're seeing is states starting to send notices out saying, why didn't you register earlier? And if you didn't do it, then you're going to just owe us some amount of tax that we're going to guess is what you owe for the period prior to when you actually registered and start paying. So we've started to see that and the assessments are not insignificant and the penalties and interest are not insignificant either. Now, we might be able to get lucky and get out of some of those penalties depending on the facts of the case. And we have had some pretty good success in that area, but the interest can or cannot be statutory. But what we're basically seeing is fishing expeditions, which is something that happened post 2007 after the last economic crisis. A lot of nexus questionnaires started coming in the market, like. we think you might be doing nexus. So that was their way of finding out of state taxpayers who should maybe be filing in the state. So I think we're seeing post wayfare registration enforcement on sales tax assessments. And we're also starting to see nexus studies to say we think you should have filed something and or do you need to file something and it's a very comprehensive questionnaire. So you should definitely call us if you get one because it's really not something you should fill out unless the answer is no, no, no. (laughs) And as we know, sometimes with the no's, the states still push back. So yeah, well, and then also what's interesting, I think a lot of people think, well, sales tax, it's a pass through tax. I'm like, it's not a pass through tax. If you don't collect it and you have a duty to collect it, it's on you and it's on your, you can pass it to your customer. But it's always on you. And I think people really mistakenly think that's not an issue. Like with success or liability when they buy the assets of a company, it becomes the the buyer's responsibility to because they bought the accounts receivable and they bought the assets and they still take that sales tax liability into the future and i think a lot of people don't think about that so those could be some horror stories on like due diligence and the acquisition of an entity So, oh, and then the other thing we were thinking was you check the, you know, you get a sales tax license or you get a payroll license, and then you don't get a sales tax license or you don't get a payroll license or you don't file an income tax return. So, don't just think you're one and done in the states. They have a multitude of taxes that could apply to your business. It's very important to be an advocate for yourself and or get an advocate that can look at this holistically and make sure you're prepared to what I call asked and answered, right? filed what we needed to file done as opposed to waiting to get caught for things we should have done. So because that's really, really expensive. And I think people realize. like I will say, okay, a million dollars of tax of of items that you sell across our nation times an average sales tax rate of 8% is $80,000 of risk per year. I mean, it is real money, even though it's dispersed amongst the states. So it's worth automation. It's worth getting an expert because it's a lot of risk on a business.
0: Right. Well, and it compounds very quickly, particularly if you have no statute of limitations, right? And if they're not filing, they're not registered, there is no statute of limitations. So the right. states can technically go back as 30 you know, years getting of time. Yeah. Yep. yep. Which don't just- normally from a practical perspective, but they still can go back. You know, we see we see states going back 12, 15
1: years, and that's, you know, not uncommon. And at that point you're just making it up because where are the records? <laughs> Certainly, they're not, you know, in Netsuite or Intact or Sage or QuickBooks. Like, did that automation exist as robustly ten years ago? Maybe not. So, which is which can be complicated or complex and you know frustrating for taxpayers because they don't have the records, but the states are also going to arbitrarily then assess. That's right. And that's what they're doing with the Wayfair assessments is they're just throwing a number at the wall and saying, you owe us $600,000 and you're like, well, I don't, there's no way I sold that much into the state, but it's up to you to prove it, right? You got to show them through documentation what you actually did do in the state in order to get that assessment off your back. Otherwise, it will go to lean and then they will collect. And I have seen government agents with sidearms, so it can happen, Yeah. right? <laughs> they, right. they pack yeah. it, they pack heat. Right, well, that or, you
0: know, I've even heard of situations where if a taxpayer owes tax and penalties and they have, you know, like a storefront that government officials have gone to the storefront and either demanded the money
1: or said, we're going to, you know, close these doors. Right, so it know, have lost occurs. Their a couple of years ago, I remember I, we live in Denver. I was walking around downtown and there was notices in a couple of different buildings and they all said sales tax. And the sales tax arrears was like $2,800 on this one little, what do you call those? Those things you buy like a hat. It was like a hat store, like memento store, because 16th Street Mall in Denver is kind of a little bit of a tourist place. Like a souvenir shop. Souvenir shop. And it. I couldn't believe that it said they owe $2,800 of tax. Heartbreaking. Entire business gone. Now I'm sure there was more to it than this, that, but they weren't doing their reporting, and somebody figured it out, and they came in and shut the business down because they assess them. So right. it's it's real. They they have enforcement powers, and they can cross state boundaries. They can cross country boundaries. I mean, there are all types of interagency and intergovernmental relationships in our in our world, which is why we have treaties. I mean, there's a lot. of of uh, collaboration out there. So don't think that you can't, you know, we have issues with people who are criminals getting extradited. Well, tax people can get extradited to some degree too. Right. Not from everywhere, but from a fair amount of places and certainly within the US. Right. Well, and I think,
0: you know, with COVID, we've had a little bit of a reprieve, but I think we'll start to see more enforcement because things are opening back up as well right. as states are also, you know, they need money. So I think we're going to start to see a little bit more enforcement occur, whereas, you know, maybe we had a little bit of a reprieve, like I said, because, you know, the states couldn't really, you know, do their jobs maybe as well as they would normally because they couldn't be in the offices and et cetera, right? There was just a little bit of grace, but I think that's, we're
1: not going to see that much longer. No, because they were not remote. I mean, we talked to many right. agents and they're like, we're locked out of our office. We right. didn't, you know, we came into a desktop. We didn't, we're, we're, we weren't ready to go remote. We come into a locked building. We have a locked situation. I mean, they have state data including personal information on their computers or access to such. How do you take that home and protect it? So there was a lot of stuff the states had to do, which cost money to make sure all of their staff could work from home. So they were not ready for prime time. They Now there's an audit team and. and at governmental level. So they're ready to go out. So they certainly have the technology to deploy. But did everybody use it? No, we all went in the office, you know. Now Stacy and I are still home and we've always been able to go in the office because of our children, because of just getting sick ourselves and making keep keeping safe and not finding the sense in it right now with until we were all vaccinated. So anyway, that's it. Well, thanks for your time today. Yeah, thanks and- for joining us.
0: Yeah, reach out to us at saltivation.com if you want to hear more or have any questions. Thanks. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended nor should it be relied upon as legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice. You should consult with a competent professional to discuss specifics of your situation and the applicability of the information presented.